Hi, everybody. We're back. It's Lisa. And Danielle. And this is so exciting. We are going to be talking about our haunted hotel stay. <laughs> you know, we've been talking about this for a while. We've been wanting to do this and the opportunity. Yeah, so we there. stayed at the Jerome Grand Hotel and it was so crazy and we had so much fun. Um, I don't know. How how long do you think we were actually like physically there? Uh, what time did we get it? We, we couldn't check in until like three-ish. So we were able to check in actually pretty quickly. Um, we got there later than we were thinking we would that day, but they were able to get us in our room early. So we checked in about three o'clock and then we um, got a bite to eat, roamed around, went downtown for a little bit and then went back in the room. We were there until we left the next morning. Yeah. So, so yeah. So let's start from the beginning. We get there (laughs) and it is truly like this small town. Um, so for, it's beautiful, right? So cute. Yeah. And it's truly like this small town. Um, and you drive up this like scary dirt, dirt, like rocky road, rocky road thing (laughs) up to this hotel slash old hospital Mm -hmm. and park. And so that's where like the first picture happens. Right. So we take a picture. Yes. Um, don't see anything in this picture. And I've looked multiple times. I sent it to Lisa today actually. And, um, don't see anything. We go inside, check in and grab our stuff and go to the room. Well, to get to the room, you get inside this old, um, Otis, I think I'm right. Mm-hmm. Elevator. Otis. Yep. And Lisa described that old. elevator. Okay. First of all, it's like a hundred years old. It's around a hundred. I looked it up the other night and it was actually, it's about a hundred years old. I was shocked. They were able to get parts for this thing still, but it, I'm sure you have seen either in old movies or somewhere along your life even if it wasn't in person, this kind of elevator, you basically, ha- it's like a sliding gate door that you have to open from left to right. And then there's another door that opens that you have to pull open and then you step onto this elevator and then you have to close those doors behind you. They don't just shut like the elevators now do. So we get on this thing and you can completely tell it's about a hundred years old. It didn't feel scary. It just felt like wow, how is this thing still running? And it's the only one they have, right? So there was four floors and you had to wait. It wasn't like other elevators where they're fast. It moves very slow. So if somebody else was on it going somewhere, you're going to be waiting a minute or two, which, you know, was fine. It was just a cool experience altogether. For those of you who don't know, she just mentioned it quickly, but Jerome is this old mining town in Arizona, very small population. It's now like a little tourist destination and it's it's really fun and cute to see. But the hotel we stayed at is supposedly the most haunted um, location or hotel in Arizona. It used to be a hospital many, many years ago, and they estimated about 9,000 people have died there. Um, obviously, it was a hospital, so things happened. But then some other tragedies outside of health failing happened there. And that's why it is known to be haunted. Now, what's cool about this that a lot of people didn't know that I, when I explained that we were going to go do this, that hotel itself on their website 
doesn't, they don't market themselves as a haunted hotel. It's not this like kitschy, oh yeah, come and get scared. We're a haunted hotel. They don't do that at all. In fact, you'll be hard pressed to find the information on their website about it being haunted. I had to dig to really find it. It is on there, but they, it's not the main focus of the hotel. It's just a cool hotel. And yeah, it's got some things going on there, but nothing, you know, we didn't know this, but we, nothing like aggressive or terrifying sure startling and you know and wild because you've never experienced experienced anything like that most likely but not like terrifying you know but they did say that some people couldn't handle it they would cancel last minute i was shocked when they called me to confirm because i've never had a person call me to confirm a hotel reservation and i'm like oh what's this about well apparently people chicken out at the last minute and don't come in fact people sometimes go for the reservation, check in and have to leave within a couple hours because they just get so freaked out they have to leave. And I just couldn't believe that. Well, now I can believe it, but it was it, it was cool. But yeah, it's a beautiful place. It's um, beautiful views. The people are so nice and so interesting. And, um, and yeah, there's a lot of history there. And we learned so much. Before we yeah. even experienced anything, we learned a lot. So, but the, like the, the history and then the experiences were, um, I would say like different, right? So like mm-hmm. we didn't necessarily experience what we hear other people experienced. So mm-hmm. when we were there, um, one of the first things I think I noticed was, um, well, first of all, like, of course I took out my camera and I was like, I was videoing tons of stuff. So we'll post Mm -hmm. some of those videos. I'll post them on our Instagram page. But um, some of the things that I noticed right away is like, like Lisa said, we got in the elevator, we got up to our room, we put our stuff down. And then one of the first things that we did is like went out to the patio and, um, you know, then we wanted to like explore the hotel. So we walked out into the hallway and that's when the video, I started the videos. Mm-hmm. Then we wanted to walk down the staircase because we heard through some YouTube videos and some other things we had read on the way up to the hotel um, that the staircase had been one of the other places where some of these encounters of spirits had happened. So, mm-hmm. of course, naturally, we were going to walk down the staircase. So we um, we decided to walk down the staircase and at, um, not at this point down the staircase, but, um, one of the other points throughout the night when we were walking down the staircase, Lisa turned to me and was like, are you good? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, the reason was I was, I was like labored in my breathing, Mm -hmm. but I was walking downstairs. And so later on that evening, I think it was, or maybe the next day we were talking and I think it was down actually when we were down at the um, front desk talking with Mm -hmm. the gal down there. Um, We were having a conversation with the gal down at the front desk about um, some of the encounters that have happened at the hotel. And um, there's just these weird, uneasy feelings, none that we had expressed yet. um, Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until the next day that we were really talking about like, gosh, yeah, it's just this uneasy feeling or like heaviness almost in your chest. Like for me, it was like that I couldn't catch my breath, which for most people that know me and know the health things that I have, that's not unusual. 
it is unusual for me to be walking down a flight of stairs and feel like, oh, I have this like weight on my on my body that I can't catch my breath. Right. So that certainly was something where I was like, this feels so weird. And it was actually only in that environment. I didn't feel it in the restaurant and I didn't feel it like- In the town. No, I didn't feel it when we were driving around. I didn't feel Mm -hmm. it in the restaurant. The restaurant, I felt totally fine actually. And um, it wasn't until certain parts of the hotel actually that like, I was like, oh, this doesn't feel good. Or like, I felt like I had to like breathe real heavily. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that pretty quickly. And honestly, I thought I did. It it was so weird. I couldn't explain it outside of using that word. I feel heavy. I feel, um, you know, labored was a bit much for me, but it was like, almost, you know, even not, even if I didn't know, it wasn't anxiety or fear of what I might see or what might happen. It wasn't that. It was a... I could feel that things have happened there, if that makes sense. Like the environment felt heavy. That's the only word. And I'm sure that makes sense to all of you. I just feel like I wish I could explain it better. But yeah, I just felt heavy. And yeah, my labor labored a little bit. Um, I I was trying to be logical about it. And I was like, oh, this we're high up. We're up in the air. I don't know what the elevation is. But I'm like, well, maybe it's that. Maybe it's the elevation. That makes sense. But then I noticed it did not happen anywhere but in the hotel. We were in town. We were doing other things in the restaurant and never felt that. It was only in the hotel. Um, and again, it wasn't like an anxiety or a scare. Um, it was definitely just, I think, just picking up on some of the things that have happened there that were pretty terrible and that had to be the the only explanation you know because it really wasn't I wasn't anxious or nervous I mean I was a little bit but once I got there and we learned more I'm like okay it doesn't sound like anything's like aggressive or violent of course they would have to disclose that I think if stuff like that happened but um it was they really, and they really did say that. So everyone that we talked to, and we we talked to everyone we talked to separately. We didn't talk to anyone in groups of people there. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone that we talked to, they said that none of the spirits that they had encountered, or none of the incidents that they had come across, were ever anything um, that they felt were like harmful or scary. They really felt like it was always like kind of fun and games, like water would turn on, um, doors would open and close, they would hear noises, but Mm -hmm. they would hear giggling or like babies crying, things like that. They never said anything was like out to like get them or harm them. So nothing I don't think would ever be intentionally like frightening, like to hurt you in that hotel. Right. Yeah. It'd certainly be startling. Like I think the most aggressive, you know, if you can even use that word, that aggressive thing I heard was um, the girl at the front desk said, yeah, one time a, a picture flew off the wall. She says, that was pretty crazy, but it wasn't near her. It's not like it flew off at her. You know, it was just like it got, you know, it flew off down the hall from her. So it was like, whoa, you know, what was that? But it wasn't like directed at her. So yeah, that could be startling, but it's not really scary. Yeah. So in, um, and so there's a lot of things that I, I mean, this could be totally um, coincidental, actually, in in a video that we have that we were walking down a set of stairs. We came out of our room at one point because we heard screaming and um, the desk said that it was a group of girls that got frightened by something. And so we came out of our room because we were like, well, we want to see what they're frightened of. And <laughs> yeah. so we went to investigate. 
Um, so we were walking down the hall and we came down a flight of stairs to another floor. And um, at when you see me in the video come, you won't actually see me, but you see my, my camera come to a um, doorway, you hear a door slam and mm-hmm. then you see me come in to the hallway and there's really no noises after that. And so those types of things I think are a little bit strange because they're unexplained. Then I do kind of walk into the hallway and you can hear me say that we can certainly tell that there's people in their rooms, but there's no like noise in the rooms other than maybe some like TVs and things like that. The other Mm -hmm. thing about the doors is like, we would have to try really hard, I think, to have slammed our door to our our room that hard to make it make that noise. So it was like a soft close. Yeah. The door. Yeah. So you'd Mm -hmm. to make it as loud as we hear it in this video or like what we heard coming down the stairs, like it made us stop. You'd have to slam the door like so hard to make it make that noise. Um, So could it have been someone in a room? Sure. You know, but who knows? Because we weren't around the corner yet. We stopped. I stopped. I was like, oh gosh, I don't want to see that. But um, another fun thing that we a hundred percent experienced in our room Mm -hmm. was um, we never turned the air on and um, throughout the entire night we could hear the, the air circulating, not the air circulating like a fan, but um, in a hotel room, you always have that sound of your unit turning on like the, Mm -hmm. the turning on of your unit. We could hear that sound um, pretty consistently. One of the times we kind of debunked that because we walked outside and I was like, okay, I can hear where that noise is coming from. And it was coming from downstairs and around the corner over in like the parking lot. Um, Mm -hmm. After that, there was the same noise with our door, our patio door shut. And Mm -hmm. um, we were up on the fourth floor. So our patio door was shut and Again, we never turned this unit on through the night. Our fan mm-hmm. was going, but it was going very, very slowly just to circulate some air in the room. Yeah, um, not enough to even any no, not enough to even blow our hair. No, um, you wouldn't even feel it at all. Yeah, and um, I was sleeping in long sleeves and leggings, mm-hmm. and I think you were in something yeah. relatively similar. Yep. And through, we both woke up, and I was like, I felt a breeze on my back. Mm-hmm. I, I kept feeling it on my ear. Like, and there was like somebody ran past you and like blew, like just blew past you with that little bit of breeze. I felt that a few times. And I remember like looking, I'm like, Oh, it's a fan. I'm like, no, it's not that fan because I don't yes. feel anything from that fan. And it was enough to wake us up. And there was a mirror behind me and I, I <laughs> slept facing one way the entire night. We did sleep with the light on. Um, but when I felt that breeze on like the small of my back, I, and it and it's like the it was like lower to the bed. Mm-hmm. That's when I was a little bit like, okay, there shouldn't be a breeze at my back where no. the covers are, and I'm in long sleeve and pants. That those kinds of things to me are a little bit unexplained. Like that shouldn't happen. You know, we do know that we didn't turn the air on. We do know that we are wearing clothes that we shouldn't have a breeze. Like I shouldn't have a breeze coming up my back. Like I was in leggings. They were super tight to my body. 
So those things to me are a little bit unexplained. Again, I never felt uneasy. I didn't feel scared. Um, I certainly didn't want to turn around and look in the mirror, but (laughs) yeah, you know, yeah. But we talked about it the next day. Yeah. When I opened my eyes after feeling that it was definitely like on my ear because I was on my side and it, I only felt it like on my face, on my ear mostly. And it was almost like if somebody were to like come up and like blow kind of in your ear really lightly, it felt like that. It wasn't me, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, no, it wasn't her. Um, But it was like, that is bizarre. And it, but what was weird. Okay. I'm a jumpy person. I'm, I have anxiety. Like things startle me. I startle pretty easily. Now, I don't know if it's because I was going there knowing what I could possibly encounter that made me not nervous, but I really wasn't. I wasn't scared. I was, I never felt scared or anxious. Like we slept okay. We were woken up a lot, but we don't sleep great anyway. But um, it wasn't like we were terrified and we couldn't sleep and we had to stay awake all night. Like I never felt that way at all. Um, And the little things that I did feel like the air, um, or hearing the stuff upstairs that shouldn't have been there because there was no one upstairs. Um, it never scared me, which I thought was real interesting because again, I startled pretty easily and I thought that I would be a little bit alarmed by that, but I really wasn't. It was just fascinating. So you actually bring up a really good point. Mm -hmm. Um, in some of the history or YouTube videos that you can watch of this property, there is, a upstairs, like there Mm -hmm. is some sort of like surgery center that they used to have upstairs um, Mm -hmm. when this was a hospital. And so some of the paranormal investigators have done um, overnight stays in that specific property Mm -hmm. is what you see online. Um, But there, there isn't stairs that we found because we walked Mm -hmm. through the entire property that go up there. However, there were a lot of doors that were not labeled with numbers and there were a lot of doors that were locked because I tried to open them that um, could perhaps go up there. We don't know. Um, And if they do, well, the elevator didn't go up there, but if the doors go up there, the property people were very vague about where those go. They, they said that the girl said something like, oh, those are used for housekeeping uh, storage or, oh, Mm -hmm. sometimes those are just used for, like it was very vague on what they're used for. So um, I I sort of think like, is there something else up there that we don't know about? Um, If so, are like, who goes up there? Do they allow people to stay up there? I don't think on this particular night there was anyone up there, but there certainly was noise up there. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She said, I remember the girl downstairs saying that there was nobody above us. Because I, she, I remember that only because when we explained to her how we were feeling, I was like, yeah, I feel kind of heavy, a little bit of labored and breathing. Whatever. She's like, well, what floor are you on? And we we're like, the fourth floor. She's like, well, okay. Yeah, that was the ter- tuberculosis floor. So it didn't alarm her. It didn't surprise her that we felt that way. Just like she would explain that people on the third floor or the second floor, I can't remember, which used to be like labor and delivery and for babies and children, that's where people people who stay on that floor always report that they hear crying babies or screaming kids. And um, at first I was like, well, yeah, it's a hotel, but they ask you in the beginning, who's going to be there? How many adults and how many children? Right. And they do that because for example, if you said, Oh, you know, there's a crying baby, we heard a crying baby all night. And they, and they were like, they know, no, there are no babies in this hotel. And they actually told us that she said there are no babies checked in right now. When yeah, we were there, 
And that's, that's when she also said there was nobody above us. She's like, yeah, that's a nice floor, actually, because there's nobody above you. And so when we heard stuff, and we certainly heard things up there, it was kind of surprising. So we did kind of hear that. And I didn't think about this till later, Danielle. Do you remember her saying, outside of the doors, that hotel is entirely made of huge, like, thick cement. Because of fires. Yes. The only wood in that place are on the doors, the doors to the hotel room. So our walls, our ceiling, and our floor were all cement. Yeah. We shouldn't have heard anything outside of what we might hear in the hallway because the doors were wood. There is no way we we could have heard anything upstairs. Yeah. She did mention that because of... Um, a fire with one of the other properties that or like there were multiple buildings to this um, hotel and like the um, the I'm going to call it a mortuary. That's the wrong word. Morgue. The mm-hmm. morgue. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that was right down the street from where we were. And um, they they report activity there also because um, but multiple pieces of the hospital had been built previously but built on a fault line. So this hospital was built where it is and the way it is because of like multiple reasons. But yes, it was built with very little wood because of fire. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you're right. We shouldn't have heard, we shouldn't have heard what we heard, but we shouldn't have felt wind on our back. I mean, yeah. there's, there's certainly things that were unexplainable. Um, not frightening though. Like, no, I can't mm-hmm. say that we were so, and not to change subjects really, but to your point about, um, being tired uh, at one point, Lisa's like, Oh, I was like, I am so tired. Yeah. I was so t- my, I could not keep my eyes open to save my life. Mm-hmm. I was so tired. And then I fell asleep and I, I knew what was going to happen. I fell asleep and I was up like an like an instant, I felt like at one forty-five, two o'clock, I felt like I was right back up and I knew it was going to happen, but I could not keep my eyes open to save my life. I just felt so like just drained yeah. being in Me there. Too. Me yeah. Too. It was just the weirdest feeling. Yeah. And we hadn't done a lot. It wasn't that far away. It wasn't like when we went out in town, we walked around a little bit, but we weren't gone for very long. We didn't do anything to exert ourselves. It was- We had a good healthy lunch. Like it wasn't- Yes. Yeah. I think it when we we have a tendency not to be able to sleep anyway. So for us to be collectively that tired and worn down, like- it was very strange to me how exhausted we just wanted to like lay there in bed. We laid there and watched videos and, you know, it was just like, we're exhausted. So yeah, there was definitely a vibe in there that was heavy and it was um, not particularly sad, but I, I just, I could feel the weight of the energy there. I could, I really could. It was, it was, it was very palpable for me anyway. And, and, and again, I want to stress that like, they don't market this place that way. Um, there's a lot of history there and you can find it all over the internet and on YouTube and such, but they don't like those girls. I don't know if you noticed, Danielle, unless you brought it up, they didn't bring it up. So they, it's not like they checked you in and said, okay, let us know if you see or hear any ghosts. You know, they didn't like try to push that. It wasn't about that. But if somebody brought it up, they would talk to you about it. And we're talking about like hotel staff that are younger. You could absolutely tell that they weren't reciting any kind of rehearsed, thing to tell the guests or make sure you tell these were personal experiences yes they were not like and you could tell they were genuine they were not um 
coming up with this stuff to make it part of their thing, you know, like no. make it part of the experience. It, because it just... each of them, each of them had different experiences. Mm-hmm. Like the gal in the morning was very different from the gal in the afternoon or the evening. The gal in the evening was like, yeah, that's our office back there in the boiler room. I don't go back there if I don't have to. Like, but then she wasn't afraid when she told us that the, like, a, so in the, in the check-in area, there's this little like back corner thing where you can have breakfast and drink coffee and hot chocolate and things like that. She was not afraid when she told us the little story about, um, the coworker that was supposed to have shown up who she yes. thought was back there. And it in fact was not anyone because she texted her and was like, I'm not even at work yet. And it was like the bathroom door kept opening and closing. And so, and there was no one else there. So she's right. not, she wasn't frightened by these things, but there's, there are certainly different parts of the building that she has. Like, she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't go that way. If I don't have to, like, I don't go hang out back there, but like, I'm okay up here. And I'd kind mm-hmm. of be like, mm, I'm not okay up here if that kind of shit's going on in that corner that, because yeah. you even went back there to that bathroom after she told us that. I did. I, was, I, went, I, I know. I surprised myself with that one. The whole time I was like, okay, I'm going to be peeing. With we were, guys, we were leaving the bathroom door open in our mm-hmm. room to go yes. to the bathroom. Yeah. We wouldn't even shut the door. So no. We, yeah. We didn't want to end up being locked in some way because, again, we didn't know what we were getting into at that point. But although we never felt really scared. Yeah, I went to that bathroom down there. and But, yeah, she said that and she has seen. So she had the picture experience. She heard the door opening and closing. She saw, you know, the picture fly off the wall. But she also said that she saw that, like, white, like, um, the like, willowy, willowy yeah. like a image of a, you know. And she's like, yeah, a lot of us like play pranks on each other, which completely makes sense. Of course you would. If you worked in that environment, you would mess around with each other. But when she saw that or heard stuff, she was like, oh, it must be somebody trying to play a trick on me. And then she realized it wasn't. She's like, wow, that's wild. But she didn't scare her because, again, nothing was aggressive. Nothing was like um, nothing was like harmful or nothing was like telling you to leave or anything like that. You didn't. It wasn't like that at all. It was like coexisting, really, you know if that can be the word used for people who aren't existing anymore, but you know what I mean? Well, and there were, yeah. And there were plenty of, um, I, we saw kids there. We saw people with their kids there. So. Yep. Which I thought was interesting and animals because, you know, they say kids and animals can pick up on stuff that we can't, that, you know, like dogs can see different um, spectrums of color and things like that. They can always pick up on stuff like that. And so can kids. So I thought that was fascinating if we had brought a child or a dog, like what that would have been like. It was like, they were little, those little, the little kids we kept seeing, like we Mm -hmm. saw them in town and then we also saw them twice at the hotel. They were little. How old do you think they were? The one was probably three and then maybe five. Little. Yeah. Little. I mean, imagine... It's just a test to that. Obviously, it can't be frightening or they wouldn't allow children there. But imagine that kid seeing a ghost or like hearing something unexplainable. And then for the rest of their lives, you having to be like, that's not what happened. That you didn't even that's not even real. We didn't take you to that place. And then you being like, no, mom, you took me to a haunted hotel. and Now I'm terrified for the rest of my life. 
It makes me wonder, like, if they're, again, because we didn't feel scared, nothing aggressive had happened or has happened to people that we know of, um, that we looked into and what anyone has ever said to us. But it makes me think that those kids would probably just see what they think is another person in the hotel, not having any idea. They might look different, but not like look like a ghost or be scary looking. I imagine what they would see if they were to see somebody that we couldn't see. It would just look like any other person. You know what I mean? Just maybe in different clothing, but not necessarily obvious that they are not alive. Right? It, it makes me think that. Yeah. Like maybe like what Brian saw. Right. Exactly. Just a person in a different kind of era outfit, um, but not like this grotesque, like corpse zombie looking thing. Just a person, just a person that, you know, is a little transparent. <laughs> so maybe kids just don't even see, you know. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. Like we as adults would see, okay, yeah, that's not, that's something, you know, but a kid might just be like, oh, they, they're dressing funny. A person's dressing funny. And they'd be like, what person? Then, then, then that's where that moment happens where you got to decide if you want to say, okay, there's no one there. And then you freak them out or you're like, oh, okay, just go with it. Uh, you know, not to scare them. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just say hi. You know? <laughs> yeah. Tell them we're going to leave now. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. my gosh. Yeah. Yes. It was, it truly was like a really cool, um, it was so cool though. Like I, I can honestly say I want to. I want to go stay at so many more of them just to see, just to see, like, mm -hmm. I just want to know. I know. And I kind of, I do want to go back there, actually. I feel like, I feel like, you know, we were tired and I kind of want to go back and, cause we didn't walk around much at night mm -hmm. and they say, you know, the most experience obviously would happen at night when there's less activity in the hotel, whenever these spirits or whatever would feel most comfortable roaming about, I suppose. But it's usually late at night, but we were so tired. We didn't wander around too much during that time. And I'd love to go back and like caffeine up, you know, and try to stay awake and then just go walk around some more, not to like haunt or like taunt or summon anything, but just to see if we experience more because we did, we were so tired and we fell asleep. And, you know, I wonder what else we might have come across had we been out and about more in the middle of the night, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, but there's so many more, like there are so many other haunted places and yeah. I, this is not the first and won't be the last for sure. Yeah. Now it's just going to be more frequent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. I, I'm kind of curious about the one in, uh, Colorado that the shining was, mm. found out. you know, that one, have you seen the shining? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a hotel in Colorado. And there's a lot and, of history there too. I've looked that up. In fact, and we're Stephen King wrote that book while staying there because he had experiences when he was staying there, which prompted him to write that book. And he used that hotel in his book. And so now yeah. we're going to stay there? Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. If you Google The Shining Hotel, um, it'll pop up. But yeah. I'm curious. That's kind of close to us. So I think it's doable. I don't know anything about those ghosts or spirits, if they're aggressive or if they're just like, you know, there's a lot of history there also that sounds similar to the Jerome Grand. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I would, I feel like I would stay anywhere that 
mm-hmm. had something haunted just mm-hmm. to see what experience was in every place and if they're right. similar and what the stories are. Like, are the stories always going to be that it's like this nice, fun, not fun, um, <laughs> like nice, not harmful, um, no. Yeah, like, or are the, because the story of in Jerome isn't necessarily like great, right? Like the Mm -hmm. guy that died in the boiler room, like we don't know if it was like suicide or murder. So, you know, the fact that it's like friendly, friendly ghost is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or the people that died there, um, like these like pain and like the pain and agony there. Like mm-hmm. the fact that they're all kind is it's pretty neat. Like right. you may not always see that everywhere. So it's interesting. Right. Right. Yeah. I wonder if we had been, you know, like I haven't heard of anything being aggressive or at all, but or scaring people for real, like trying to scare them off or make them leave. But it just makes me wonder how, you are acting there if that is a result of how they are going to be to you right so we weren't trying to summon or like anger or like do anything disrespectful or say anything awful like i wonder if you went in there like they were explaining how one i'm not going to name who but one specific like ghost hunting television show crew were there and they were very disrespectful and they did something that was inappropriate and they're not allowed back there And I wonder if people who do things like that have a more aggressive experience because these spirits are, you know, whatever, respond to that in such a way, like get out, you're getting out of here. So they're more aggressive that way. But if you approach it, you know, with interest and like, you know, and you're in your calm, you're just trying to learn and you're not trying to, you know, poke fun or does that make any sense? Like, I I wonder if how you behave is going to reflect how they behave. No, I a hundred percent. I bet so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then yeah. I think that there is a group of um, the paranormal um, investigators that goes there. She goes often. I think like all yes, the time. Like the front her. desk was saying. Yeah, they like um, her because she's respectful and she does things appropriately. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her team is respectful. She's respectful, um, and so I think that, like, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the ghosts like think she's chill. So. Right. Yeah. yeah there's just, they no. know they just she wants to just learn and understand, you know, and try to communicate to understand what's going on there, you know, not to like make this like chaotic scene to freak people out or, you know, or monopolize on the situation. It's just purely out of curiosity and wanting to learn more. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was wild. I mean, I only heard there was one video that we watched. And I'm only bringing this up because it's something I noticed. It's probably just a coincidence. But I watched one video where a guy said, yeah, he didn't feel anything, didn't really see. He had some weird experiences, but he did wake up with like scratches on his arm, but he never felt them. He never, you know, and it could have been something else, but he just thought that was interesting. He woke up and they were there and they were, he didn't think they were there the day before. Um, oh, it was uh, the older couple. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, but they were, they never felt anything aggressive and nothing ever hurt. You know, like didn't, it wasn't anything, but he woke up and that was there. Um, I <laughs> came home and so again, we, we, when we went there, 
I was wearing shorts because it was warm out here in Phoenix. And we got up there. I knew it was going to be cooler that night. So I changed into leggings and a sweatshirt because I knew it was going to be by the time the sun went down, it was going to be colder. And so I changed. And then the next morning we changed real quick and then got out and went to breakfast and then came home. When I came home and later when I showered, I get out of the shower and I look and I've got these bruises all over my legs, you guys, like all over. Um, and I never did anything. We didn't fall. We didn't like get drunk and fall down the stairs or do anything crazy like that. We we literally did. And I, I can confirm this Mm -hmm. when Lisa sent me the pictures from when we got home and I know I'm who, I'm who picked her up and I put her, I didn't physically put her in my car. But she got in my car wearing shorts and I saw her. Mm-hmm. And you would have seen these. Yeah. A hundred the the one especially. So the first thing I asked her when she was like, I have bruises, I was like, Do any of them look like a handprint? Look like the last photo a hundred percent looks like a handprint. And I was like shocked. But uh like there's there were no markings on her legs, like no even itty bitty bruises. And I know we all kind of get these like marks when we're like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what happened to my leg. Right. It could be like a single bruise. It's not like like multiple bruises and then one that literally looks like something grabbed her by like grabbed her by the leg. That's right, what I right. saw. Yeah, we'll have to post that picture. We should post those. I don't Yeah, mind. the one especially. Yeah. It was crazy. It was, yeah. And that's in that alone, I know it wasn't there because I was wearing shorts. I would have seen that. And actually, I probably wouldn't have worn shorts if those were there because it looks kind of crazy. You know, it looks like, you know, it looks bad. Um, but yeah, that was wild. I was like, what the heck? And they don't hurt. I mean, they're tender when you push on them like any bruise, but I never felt anything that did that. So if that happened there, uh, you know, that's wild, but they, I never felt it. So it wasn't, it wasn't scary. It didn't freak me. It's not like I woke up having pain in my leg and those bruises were there. That'd be a different story. That would freak me out, but I never felt anything outside of the blowing in my ear. So, <laughs> and the heaviness, you know, I never felt a grab, but it, that, that did surprise me. And I was really racking my brain and there's just absolutely no way that we did anything to make those happen. Didn't bump into anything, didn't trip, didn't, nothing like that at all. Yeah. I don't have any bruises. I mm-hmm. like, I would say the weirdest thing was certainly like my chest feeling heavy and then like the wind on my back in a room that shouldn't have had any wind. Yes. Yeah. And the noises upstairs and yeah. Okay. So I think the noises upstairs when there was no upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely like, what is going on up there? But we knew there would be nobody there. Even if there was somebody there, guys, like I said before, they told us no one was up there that night. Like there's no, there's no one up there. So I'm just curious what upstairs is because some of the YouTube videos mm-hmm. say that there is something up there, but then there is no way up there. And then we did find out that the floor we were on was built after so the hospital was built in like 1926. Yeah. Right? Or 27. 20s, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the floor, the fourth floor was built three years after that. Mm-hmm. Built on three years after that. So like 1930. If, mm-hmm. Yeah. So if that is real, then this additional thing that they did surgeries in was an addition to that, or was this added mm-hmm. with it? Like 
that's, I think the history. And when we read the history of the hotel, you can't necessarily find that or we didn't find it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. Like what, what was making the noise up there? Was it like birds walking around on the roof? I don't think so. Because like I said, like the cement, there's no way, even if people were up there that we should have heard anything up there. Right. And we know for a fact, no one was staying up there. There weren't rooms. What I remember and seeing in the videos, the only videos we saw anybody on that, let's call it the fifth floor. Um, it, looked these, like a, it looked like a large apartment though. It did. It did. And I think the only people that have the only videos, the only times we saw people in, up there, they were these um, paranormal experts. So they may just reserve that area. Maybe it's not broken up into rooms or maybe it's some sort of suite that they only, maybe stuff goes on there so much that they reserve that just for those kind of people. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea how they would have got up there though. We need to figure it out and reserve that room. Oh, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. You guys on the third floor is supposed to be the most haunted floor, supposedly. 32 and 35. Yes. Because some, pretty awful things happened in those rooms. So those people that stay in those rooms experience the most things. Um, and those rooms book out fast, apparently months and months and months ahead of time. Those are the most requested rooms. And so. by the way, if you do happen to travel to this hotel, um, don't make a classic Danielle mistake. Uh, the phone in the room is real. It <laughs> yes, that phone. Oh yeah. Tell them it, about that. Yes. So There is like a little um, laminated sheet when we walked into the room that I hadn't found yet because I was just exploring. Well, the laminated little sheet was like over by the ice bucket on this little itty bitty table. Mm -hmm. And um, the phone was by the bed and um, Lisa beelined it to the bathroom. So I kind of like followed suit and didn't go into the bathroom with her, but I went over by the bed. Naturally, I found the phone that looked like a phone, but it didn't have a dial or thing on it. And so I picked it up and then I put it down. Then I picked it back up and I put it down and I picked it back up. And this went on probably 10 times. Then one of the times I picked it up, I hit the little buttons probably 15 times. And so then I'm like, I tell her, I'm like, why do they have this stupid phone? It's like a phone, not phone. Then I grabbed the wire behind the wall and I'm pulling on it until I realize it's connected to the wall. And I'm like, why do they have a phone that's connected to the wall that doesn't actually do anything? Yeah. And it was antique looking. It was really, really old. So we thought it was a decoration. I thought it was just decoration because it was dead. Like you picked it up and it wasn't like a dial tone. It was, or no noise, like static. It was just like, it was like putting your ear against, against your desk. Like you, yeah, nothing. nothing. So before, before anything, we, we end up going downstairs and we see a, switchboard. And the gal downstairs, so sweet. She could not have been older than like mid to late twenties at the oldest, I would say. Oh yeah. I would guess she was like 22 years old. Yeah. Yeah. At the oldest. Mm -hmm. She was so sweet. And she was like, oh no, the phone's real. It, every time you pick up, every time she says you pick (laughs) up the phone after five to 10 seconds, it rings down here and they they unplug the thing and they plug it in and it's an actual switchboard. So she showed us how it works. And I shit you not, it was a switchboard. Yes. And for calls coming into the hotel and calls going to the rooms. And I was mm-hmm. like, I am so sorry. 
because we kept picking it up like what is this dumbass I have doing? picked up yeah. that phone probably 30 times trying to figure out trying yeah. to figure out why I couldn't hear anything then I tugged on the cord thinking why do they have this plugged into the wall and she just started laughing and she's like you and everyone else so yeah. when we went upstairs, we had to get a bucket of ice. And so that's when we found the little paper kind of explaining all the nuances of the room <laughs> and the phone was on there. So a little, Oops. little late, but found it. Yeah. And, and, and we'll have, you know, like when it makes the noise downstairs to them for them to pick it up, to talk to you, it's, it's not a, it. <laughs> yeah, it's not this like pleasant little ding, like you get on your iMessage. It's this, it's like this. <laughs> loud like obnoxious sound it is loud as shit like it was the most obnoxious ringing like Mm -hmm. look up the sound of a switchboard on 1929 or yes yes yeah but it is an original switchboard it's not the so what we did find out is it's not the original switchboard to the hotel um they did get it from where did they say it was original to the um hospital but it so there was one because again we had, they had two buildings like at the hospital building and then there was another building with uh, that used to be the more in emergency room or something like that I can't remember right but, um, they ha- so they had switchboards in both of them so when they decided to make the one building a hotel that switchboard was missing parts and such um, and because of how old it was they had to there was another switchboard in that other building that wasn't being occupied as a hotel so they took parts and pieces from there to patch up the one so they could use it in the hotel to preserve the history um so it was like you know it, it was still original to the hospital it just wasn't it was mixed pieces you know between the two yeah super cool though like and i felt like a dick because i had picked up that damn phone so many times <laughs> And then, and then she said that um, she said that they had, there were. She showed us there were some deadlines that did nothing and went nowhere. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that was another thing that they would get. They would get calls to those lines, and they're not connected to anything. So that was another weird thing that happened in the hotel to them. A and lot, they're they would get- outside calls, so they're coming yes. from the outside in to the hotel mm-hmm. on lines that are not connected to anything. Like they shouldn't even function at. all like they're completely dead and she said so yeah and she like picked him up these two red lines and she's like yeah these shouldn't even work but we get calls so like however that happens and she like kind of chuckled about it and so lisa and i were like what like fuck that shit like that's not Mm -hmm. even okay at all like what so it's those things where i'm like oh so friendly ghost like it's so weird i know i know i watched another video on it that um they were like so the hotel the elevator, the sole, it's the only elevator. Okay. There's a call button for it, just like any other elevator. Um, but I saw in this video that the one was like, yeah, it was odd because I pushed it and it lit up red. And she's like, there are no yes. lights. There are no lights in this thing. There are no, it doesn't light up. It's not supposed to light. There's no connections for light. It's not supposed to do that. So she's like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm not using that. I'm not going on. Okay. I'll take the stairs. You know, but why did it light up red? There's no lights in there. It's so bizarre. So bizarre. Yeah, super cool though. Like, um, I mean, I know that not everyone can be like a ghost hunter enthusiast like we are, but um, I do think like if you are interested in the slightest, like it's a super cool experience just to go see if you like if anything happens. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, it it really is. And if nothing else, like 
go visit some of these hotels or these areas because the towns themselves are usually beautiful and the hotel was amazing. Yeah, the cool old buildings that you don't often get to see, at least in Arizona, because it's a newer state, right? So to come across buildings with that old architecture that they've tried to re- retain that that history and that structure to make it look, you know, nice, but, ret- you know, keep that oldness of it and the originality of it is really cool. I thought it was really nice. Yeah, so if it's not do. about the ghost, <laughs> go for the yeah. town. Yeah, it's super cute. It's super cute. The people were so nice. They really were. So, yeah, they really were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes too nice. <laughs> but it's okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, what did that lady say to you at the winery? It was hilarious. Yeah, uh, we won't name the winery, but there was a lot of them there, guys. So they were really cool, beautiful. Tons. They had candy shops. And anyway, yeah, this winery was funny. We were in there getting a gift for somebody. And we were just standing there and we were waiting to hear back, I think, from him so we could get the right thing. And while I saw one of the ladies that was working there walk towards me and she was looking around at stuff and I thought I might be in her way because it wasn't like the biggest place. So I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Am I in your way? She's like, no, but do you want me to be or do you want to be? Or something like that. I was like, uh, uh. she's like, yeah, you don't know what to say, do you? I'm like, oh, what's happening? I was like, know. she want, she wanted more than that. I'm like, she yes. wanted to be your girlfriend. <laughs> so funny. I left. I'm like, was that it? Was that what I feel like it was? She's like, yeah, I think that was. I'm was pretty really sure good. that's what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she she got past that weirdness. I think she probably <laughs> did. But once we got past that weirdness, she was helpful and nice. And everybody there was really cool. It was just a funny moment that we had there. But yeah, we um, got out nice and quick with that bottle of wine because yeah, we weren't exactly. sure what kind of grabby grabby was going to happen after that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, yeah, we had a blast. Um, it's always a good time to get to celebrate Halloween um, at a haunted hotel. Like it was yes. actually really cool. So so cool. Yeah, um, we're certainly going to be able to do it again here soon. Um, just as a reminder, if you guys have not gone to um, check out our friend and. Um, podcast buddy uh go look at the blue to green podcast it's aj jacobs he is the host of that uh lots of really cool information on there um he's going to be talking to a lot of fun uh people on that podcast so please 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 go check it out subscribe to that on youtube we will plug in another um link to his podcast or youtube in our show notes and also on our instagram page for everyone Mm -hmm, um We'll hear Danielle on there, and then soon soon enough, you'll hear both of us on there with him. We're excited about that. Yeah, lots of fun. Um, and um, check us out next Monday. We will be releasing another episode then. Um, lots of fun to come. And um, everyone have a safe holiday. Uh, keep those kiddos dressed warm. Ha, ha, ha. I say that. It is not cold yet. We live in Arizona. Um, yeah. For all of you that do live somewhere cold, please stay warm. And I wish I were check there with you. Check your candy. That's all I remember. There's weirdness can happen with candy, so check it all. Yeah. Share your candy with me because I love some. Mm-hmm. Um, just kidding. Uh, we will be back here soon. Um, talk to you guys soon. We love you all. Yes. Bye. Bye. All right.